Today's stories, cannabis stocks drop as optimism for safe wanes, pardons in Connecticut will erase thousands of possession records, Canadian companies target patients with health plans as the medical market shrinks, and Germany is learning from the US legal market. Hi there. This is Neil Velio, host of the Cannabis Daily Podcast. Since 2017, Business of Cannabis has highlighted the companies, brands, people and trends driving the cannabis industry. A reminder, we've recently released all the content from Business of Cannabis New York as additional podcast episodes. Get access to them all by visiting businessofcannabis.com and then clicking on the tab for Cannabis Daily. Now, let's get into today's stories. Our first story, and U.S. cannabis stocks sank on Tuesday as hoped for regulatory reform hit a snafu in Congress. According to the Dales report, the inclusion of a cannabis-focused amendment in the National Defense Authorization Act, the NDAA, now appears unlikely as Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell is fighting against its inclusion. McConnell has stated that House and Senate Democrats are still obstructing efforts to close out the NDAA by trying to jam in unrelated items with no relationship whatsoever to defense. We're talking about a grab bag of miscellaneous pet priorities, making our financial system more sympathetic to illegal drugs or the phony partisan permitting reform and name only language that's already failed to pass the Senate earlier this year. Our second story now, Governor Ned Lamont has identified about 44,000 eligible possession cases that will be processed automatically at the beginning of the year under a provision of the Cannabis Legalization Bill that he signed last year, according to reports in Marijuana Moment. Additionally, the state has confirmed that people with a wider range of minor convictions on their records will be able to petition courts for record sealing under separate reform legislation that was enacted this year. Lamont said, On January the 1st, thousands of people in Connecticut will have low-level cannabis convictions automatically erased due to the cannabis legalization bill we enacted last year, especially as Connecticut employers seek to fill hundreds of thousands of job openings, an old conviction for low-level cannabis possession should not hold back someone from pursuing their career, housing, professional, and educational aspirations. Our third story now, and in the context of a shrinking medical marijuana market, some Canadian companies are focusing on selling medical cannabis to patients whose purchases are covered by employee health benefit plans, according to reports in MJ Biz Daily. Alberta-based Aurora Cannabis says sales to insured patient groups accounted for about 80% of the company's $23.4 million Canadian dollars in medical cannabis net revenue in its first quarter. Those that are in an insured program, by their very definition, buy more consistently, stay with similar pieces of medication for longer periods of time, said CEO Miguel Martin adding that more high-quality research could help increase the benefits of the industry's acceptance of medical cannabis. 
Before we get into our final story, a quick reminder, we've released extra content from our recent Business of Cannabis New York event, so you'll definitely want to be following this podcast so you don't miss it. Look for a button marked follow or subscribe and click it so you never miss a future episode. Our final story now. Nicholas and Anna Sophia Kapranis, co-founders of Germany's largest cannabis company, Bloomwell, explain the differences in cannabis regulations between the various state programs in the United States compared with Germany, writes Tucson and what legalization could look like next year in the European Union's largest country. Let's talk about the medical market first, said Nicholas. In Germany, you have the great advantage of statutory health insurance, and they pay for holding costs. You don't have that in the US, unfortunately, for cannabis patients. So, for patients, it's easier to get the costs reimbursed. That's great. For the recreational market, what we see, of course, the most important factor for legalizing cannabis in Germany and also for the government is youth protection. We want to have product safety. That's the most important access we have. And everything we do in Germany is following that guideline. Those are the stories we're watching today. Join 12,000 others and catch all these stories and more in your inbox every day at 7 a.m. with our Cannabis Daily Newsletter. You can sign up for it now at businessofcannabis.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll be back with you tomorrow for another episode of Cannabis Daily. Oh, 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 oh